morning, everyone. LightningESL.com. You can also reach me by lightning at rogers.com. Story. Lightning training. Years ago, as a young lad in public school, like any young kid, people like to run around, play games, whatever it is. And as you know, we all like speed of some kind. We like speed in a car, speed on a train, flying an airplane, realize how fast we're going. It's one of those things humans love to do. They love watching things go fast, like a cheetah running, or a bird's flying, or an insect buzzing along. Speed is one of those things that we've always loved to see. We're always wondering if we could do such a thing. So in public school, of course, there's relay races and games to play outside, and there's gym class, and so on and so on. And you're always saying to yourself, who's the fastest runner of this? Who's the fastest player of that? And so on. Like playing baseball, hitting a ball and running to first base, or playing cricket and running to first base, or playing soccer, or whatever. Running is a common, common thing for many, many people to do, of all different types, all different sports, and play. It's all part of playing. And when you're playing a game, you don't really care how fast you can go, how fast you can go. But when it comes to individual efforts, individual achievements, you always wonder to yourself, can I run faster than this person? Can he run faster than me? And I always, I always said to myself, well, I got a bicycle. Let's see how fast I can push that bicycle pedal. Now you have to understand, riding a bicycle is one of the best things we can think of when it comes to personal freedom. Because when you're on a bicycle, the faster you push those pedals, the faster you go. It's as simple as that. You want to go slow, you can go slow. Like going down a hill, let the gravity of a hill pull you all the way down fast. Then you have to realize going up the hill is the hard part. So everybody understands when in terms of speed and how fast we can go on things. Some people like to go fast in a car to see how fast your car can actually go. It's amazing how your, your thinking of speed changes. For example, in Europe, there's a special, special roadway called the Autobahn in Europe. That's right. The Autobahn is a special highway between a lot of countries in Europe where you can travel in your car as fast as you want. I'll say that again. The Autobahn is a special highways in parts of Europe where you can drive as fast as you want in your car. So if you have a very fast car like a Maserati or Ferrari, you can literally go 200 kilometers an hour plus. You can. Again, if the opportunity presents itself, I'm sure anybody would like to go faster than normal. It's a normal type of human thrill, I guess you could say. So back in earlier life, doing in public school, and we had relay races of this kind. We had different sports, of course. So my very first bicycle time, when I got a bicycle, my parents gave me one. I think I was, I don't know, seven, eight years old. It was okay, nothing special. It had very hard rubber, very, very hard rubber. It was a used bicycle, I believe. It wasn't the greatest, but it worked. It worked. Years later, from my bar mitzvah present, when I was 13, I got a bicycle. It was a three-speed bicycle. Three-speed, you press a lever on the side, you go to first gear, second gear, third gear, and so on. The bicycle is called Raleigh. It was made in Europe, in England, and it was pretty cool. The thing I didn't like about it was gears. I didn't like the gears, first gear, second gear, third gear. I wanted my own legs to propel me under my own power and not make it easier with gears. Some people would say, well, if you're going up a hill, it's easier with gears. Well, that's true. I would just go up slower, 
and slower. Use my own pedal power to go up those bicycle in the bicycle up the hill. Because I enjoy going downhill, of course. So when I was like 13 years old, I said to myself with this new bicycle for my 13th birthday, I'm gonna take off the gears. And I did. I didn't know what I was doing. I just took off the back wheel, did this, did that, pull this, pull that, put it back together again, put the chain back on, and I was back to normal. Now I was a permanent second in gear. For those who knows what that means, it's not easy, it's not difficult, it's right in between. So I decided to use that bicycle as my training vehicle to run faster. And you might say, how? Well, near my house was a synagogue with a huge, long, long parking lot. So I pretended there was 100 meters between that point and that point, and I would start from dead stop, push the pedal really hard, go back and forth, 100 meters and back, 100 meters and back, and so on. And I said to myself, this isn't running without, like on a track, no. But you have some kind of force, you have to push that pedal down hard and go fast as you can. So I used to race myself from one part of the parking lot to the other one. Yeah, the parking lot was probably, oh, I don't know, about 20 meters one into the other, which is pretty long. Longer than a track, but very, very long. So I did this for, I don't know, almost a year, two years. So in public school, I knew my legs were stronger, but you know, you never know until you actually go for a race of some kind. So one day it came along, I think I was in grade six. Yeah, I think I was in grade six. And they had a relay race. And there was a, a timekeeper at the end. And I started starting line with six other guys and I won. I actually ran 100 meters in 10 seconds flat. The people with, a, with a, three different people with a stopwatch looked at me like, Brian, do you realize how fast you ran? I said, no, how would I know? I don't have a watch with me. You just ran 100 meters in 10 seconds flat. That's like Olympic style running. I go, yeah, right. And it came out to three people with a stopwatch, came up to me and said, no, let me show you, let me show you. All three came up with 10 seconds right on, all three. One person had a millisecond below 10 seconds. You could see on the actual stopwatch. So I smiled and people around me go, Brian, you, you're an Olympic star. Brian, try for the Olympics, try for the Olympics. I go, yeah, right. But they all showed me their stopwatch. And they marked off 100 meters before the track and field competition started. It was 100 meters. It's true, it was on grass, it was not a formal track. But still the distance was exactly the same. 100 meters from end to end. Now, how we started off, the actual, there was a sidewalk in front of the field. And yet there was a line across on the sidewalk where I met the field. So they were very careful about that. And how they started off was somebody on that line had a flag in his hand when he dropped the flag. That was the moment we could take off. Now, the person holding that flag was about, I don't know, 10 meters in front of us. That's not to me. Let's say five years in front of us. It was not far away. We could all see the flag drop at the same time. So we all saw it drop, and I took off like everybody else, all six of us. And I scored 10 seconds flat in 100 meters, which is Olympic caliber. But mind you, I'm only in grade six. I had no formal training except my bicycle. I had no person showing me do this, do this. This is how you push your legs this way. This is how you gallop and so on. But it just shows you with proper training by myself, I was Olympic caliber 
when I finished that race. Who knows what would have happened? I didn't go to the Olympics. True, but I was known then as Lightning. My friend Ron called me Lightning that day. Knowing the whole school knew, all you know, 700 people knew I was the fastest kid in the school. He gave me that name, Lightning, which is pretty cool. And I've been using that name ever since, emails and so on. And what I want to tell you for the end of this story is that there was a competition for the region, a relay team with baton. And since I was the fastest runner, I figured I'd be first in line out of the three team. And I wasn't. They put me the last person to run, like the backup person, just in case. So it came to the actual tournament for a regional tournament of schools in the area, public schools in the area. And our team was set up to run. First person ran, then second than me. And the idea was if it was bad runners ahead of me, I would catch up because I was the fastest kid in my school. But you have to understand that people in front of me, they have to be pretty fast too. And pass the baton first person to the second, then second to me. So what happened with the day of the race, and there was flags and a lot of people were there, the parents and so on and so on. And had about, I don't know, 20 different schools in the area came to this competition. And then it was our turn to run. And I was the third person, like I mentioned. But unfortunately, the first and second teammates of mine were not the greatest runners in the world. We were so far behind. So I grabbed the baton from my second place team member, gave it to me, and I took off like a bullet. And even though we were far behind, at least 20 yards, sorry, 10 meters behind, I caught up. And I just came in second by arm's length, second. Because I had a lot of space to fill up. But that's what happened. Our team came in second by less than a split second because we were so far behind that it take off. I don't know why I wasn't first in the actual team, but what can I do? And that's where the name Lightning came from. And that's my story. Lightning training. Thank you very much for your time. Bye-bye.